Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Cooking with Grief, the comedy podcast that takes raw materials from internet stories and news articles, snippets of barely researched history and half-remembered anecdotes, and bakes them into something at least edible, or audible. It features neither cooking, unless you count us serving up some serviceable nattering, nor grief, unless you count us grieving the ravages of time's cruel passing. My name is, if rumours are to be swallowed whole, Chris, and as ever, I am contractually obliged to be joined by my human co-host, the Caravaggio of chat, the Botticelli of badinage, the Nina Simone of nice sentences, it's the bipedal human, Chris. Hello! I don't know if you could live up to that introduction, to be honest, but... Uh, there is literally no way I can live up to that introduction. But I feel it's good to set people up for the disappointment from the off. Good, we reflect life as we see it. Um, so here's how the podcast works. Each of us, Chris's, digs up two stories, articles or facts which were found in the past week, which we think will make for an interesting conversation, like pigs hunting for delicious audio truffles. We then strip to the waist and wrestle, but that usually gets edited out, because some things are just too erotic for ears to handle. So Chris, what's your first and penultimate topic? So Chris, for my first topic, I'd like to talk about heroism in war. Have you ever heard of a man called Nathan Hale? I have not. Well, besides being the uh, lead character of the Resistance games... There was a different Nathan Hale, who um, was an American spy during the War for Independence. Who um, He was captured by the British, and uh, when they hung him for the crime of spying, he said, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. However, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Ukrainian dolphins. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I hope to a link, otherwise it's a hell of a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> How's this for a segue? I'm sure you remember the uh, Russian invasion of Crimea, which everyone seems to have just sort of quietly swept under the carpet because nobody wants a nuclear war. It was ages ago, mate. Well, not only did the Russians capture the uh, Crimean Peninsula, they also captured some Ukrainian military dolphins. These dolphins were not just any old uh, soldier. They died patriotically by going on hunger strike. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 so. the, where I thought this story was going is that obviously as British people, we have to be aware that our countries have committed some terrible crimes in the past. And I thought we were going, you were going to say that the British hung a bunch of <laughs> military <laughs> dolphins and they had really poetic last words like well <laughs> yeah the, the last words have not been recorded but apparently the russians tried to retrain these uh, ukrainian dolphins to follow russian orders but apparently they um they all died and according to the uh, ukrainian government they uh, refused to follow orders or eat food provided by the quote russian invaders and uh their hunger strike led to their eventual deaths. Wow, so a bunch of dolphins have shown more solidarity and bravery than I ever will. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> um, in fact, the uh, government representative, Boris Babin, or Babin, not sure how to pronounce it, said that the dolphins were more honourable than some human soldiers. Wow. Many, he, said, he's, he compared them to the Ukrainian soldiers who surrendered <laughs> to the Russians, saying that many Ukrainian soldiers took their oath and loyalty much much less seriously than these dolphins. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah I see his point. Do the dolphins know the full ramifications of, of treason? <laughs> well, apparently these ones do. 
and they're not for it. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I mean, also the fact that there were military dolphins in the first place is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, as phrases go, Ukrainian military dolphins, A, just rolls off the tongue, but mm-hmm. B, I'm slightly glad, you know, I'd rather have no war, but seeing as, as, as a species we seemed to have to have war i'm glad that we live in a world where we can have a, a genuine phrase like military dolphins <laughs> the best thing is though the russians are even counterclaiming saying that the uh, dolphins uh, they were not combat dolphins and there is no question of any ukrainian patriotism and so and that they just died of natural causes God, they won't even let like them have that in the great <laughs> so sort of even... propaganda war <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh it's a big deal, apparently. Because I suppose if if you're the enemies of of Russia, you don't want them to find out that they were defied by a bunch of patriotic <laughs> dolphins. You think, well, if they can stand up to Russia, maybe we can too. You want to think, no, they were just I don't know circus dolphins who exactly just starved. <laughs> Which is a horribly depressing idea. I mean, that is... Uh... Something I did learn, though, through this, is that dolphins, again, this is a depressing fact, but they can and do drown themselves when they feel that life's just too much. Because they have to actually think about breathing. Which must take a lot of effort, because I think if I had to think about breathing, I'd probably fall over. <laughs> I'd definitely forget... <laughs> Yeah, the, the amount of times I've been lying at work, working night and thinking, I, I swear there was something I was meant to do, and then I remember, you know, something from work, and I think, oh fuck, oh, I was meant to send that email. I thought you meant. <laughs> I remembered what it was. Oh yeah, breathing. Well, exactly. Like if I can forget like that, then I'll, I'd definitely be like, what was it? I was meant to. Oh, I have died. Yeah. So, in what capacity were these dolphins in the army in the first place? Air like, Force pilots. <laughs> <laughs> um, Translators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, enough, like, it like, doesn't bo- say. Bo- I remember on, maybe? Uh, no idea. They probably won't be too good at that. I don't think they, the flippers could hold the uh, little wire cutters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but they could at least alert like submarines where bombs are. Yeah, I remember on uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert 2, if you were the Americans, you could get dolphins. I can't remember what they did. They must have been able to shoot stuff. Because I remember the Russians had a giant squid, but the Americans had uh, had dolphins. And it was a very realistic game. I was, yeah, I was going to say, is that, was that historically accurate? Well, I... I mean, dolphins do get used in weird and wonderful ways because do you know about the CIA experiments on giving LSD to dolphins? No. Um, That's sort of it, really. The, they they gave <laughs> LSD to dolphins. Yeah, yeah, they were trying out LSD. <laughs> <For> science. <laughs> but yeah, for, you know, quote-unquote science. Um, and the dolphins just sort of freaked out and humped everyone. Again, I'm not sure what you were, what they could have been expecting. So we gave, we gave really strong drugs to a bunch of animals, and then they did weird shit. <laughs> it's like, my God, they're speaking French. They learned the sitar. <laughs> they keep going. They keep going on about Frank Zappa and how it changed their lives. Yeah, they got really, got really into Bill Hicks and, and yeah. Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what, what they expected from that. The thing is, I, I sort of like those like renegade days of science when the government would just say, look, it's a Cold War, fund anything. Literally anything yeah. to give us an advantage. 
So it's not changed that much. I saw a headline the other day that was uh, scientists have wiped a snail's memory. <laughs> I was thinking, how, how would you know? <laughs> My God, what had that snail seen? Yeah, it's like, it's that, I don't know how you can tell if you wiped a snail's memory. Yeah, yeah, it's just got a vacant look on its face and you think, yeah. my god, we must have destroyed its memories. Yeah. I mean, disappointment that we're finally developed. like it doesn't even recognise me anymore. <laughs> just a bunch of scientists screaming at a snail, what's my name? He doesn't know me anymore. <sighs> I mean, we develop men in black technology, and the first thing we do is that snail has seen me masturbate in a lab <laughs> <laughs> at least twice. Yeah, I love crazy science. Like you're saying, like the stuff they did in the Cold War. There was like there was a thing where the Americans spent millions on. Um, it's how Yuri Geller got famous. It was he. Well, he might have already been known. They paid him loads and a bunch of other people to try and prove psychic powers. And it literally took them something like 25 years before they established that there is no no link between these people and psychic powers. Well, yeah, I think that's that's the basis of um, the many stare at Galtz, is the uh, the crack team of psychic soldiers who are trying to make goats explode or walk through walls or whatever they're doing. <laughs> With limited success. Yeah, I mean, very limited. That limit being a lot of frustrated <laughs> goats who just want to be left alone. I read one thing once where I don't know how, how far into development it got, but there was at least plans to make a gay bomb. Where the, the idea was if you bombed the enemy with hormones that turned all the soldiers gay, they'd be... I don't know what the plan was after that. Presumably it was <laughs> they'd be too busy listening to the village people to fight back or something. <laughs> it was it was a product of the time when, uh, I don't know, when... <laughs> I don't know what they thought gay people were. <laughs> but uh, useful well, soldiers was clearly not one of the things they thought. The Cooking with Grief podcast, shattering stereotypes wherever we go. <laughs> Well, they must have listened to the the village people. <laughs> no, I said that's what they they thought. Uh, yeah, they thought the whoever came up with the idea of a gay bomb. Otherwise, you've just unless it was a real, really, really long term plan to uh, depopulate the enemy. But that's really playing the long game. I mean, at, at that point when you're greenlighting missions to develop the gay bomb, you probably you don't care what the results are going to be. It just sounds. It's just you know. If if your general says I need five ideas, that that's <laughs> yeah. a solid one. Yeah, that, that's it. Oh shit, I've got five minutes to think of something. Yeah, 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 that's that's the you know putting out the biscuits at the meeting and and they think shit. I thought you said four ideas. So that's my facts about Russian killer dolphins. What have you got, Chris? So for my first topic, um, I'm going to talk a bit about films. Uh, a, a topic I know. Uh, that's near and dear to your heart. So Chris, like an abrasive cinematic polish, you're a bit of a film buff. Hold for laughter. And <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was genuinely quite pleased with that, but <laughs> I was clearly mistaken. Um, but you seem to like superhero films in a way that I don't. I don't know why I've never been able to get into them. But the new Avengers film has opened up in China. And sometimes things don't 
I don't necessarily translate well from one culture to another, particularly between languages, because in uh, in China, the film has opened and Avengers has been translated as Fulian, or Women's Federation, which <coughs> is slightly misleading. Um, is it's is it the same film? It. It is, but it does make it sound more like Calendar Girls. Yeah, um, it's it's <laughs> uh, Women's Federation should be a film about the suffragettes, not a superhero film. <laughs> Mostly men. Yeah. Um, so the actual members of the uh, Avengers, so Black Widow in Chinese becomes Guardia or Sister Widow, which isn't too far off, but does sound more like like a nun intent <laughs> on revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye becomes Fadio or Fat Birdie, um, <laughs> which is more of a, a sort of impressive golf shot than a, a superhero. Um, Thor is Twager or Brother Hammer, which is actually accurate because he's just a big dude with a big hammer. Um, he's a bit of a bro. Yeah, a bit of a bro. He's a bit of a bit of a jock. Sorry, I was just gonna say, did they change the backstory so that Brother Hammer and Sister Widow are related? I don't think so, but I think Brother Hammer is more of a communist ideal than <laughs> <laughs> than <laughs> you know. It's it's more hammer and sickle than it is uh, yeah. like reincarnation of a Viking of a. Norse god. Um, so Spider Man translates as little bug, which makes sense, I guess. Technically accurate. Yeah. Well, I suppose big bug would be more accurate, but. <laughs> or little arachnid, maybe. Um, Hulk is green fatty. <laughs> um, seems a little hard. <laughs> don't mince their words to that. Because he's ripped. He's, he's huge, like. <laughs> but no, just green fatty. Um, uh, Iron Man is tin can, which. <laughs> Again, he's playing down his um, powers somewhat, but <laughs> it's like it's like a Wizard of Oz crossover. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like knockoff versions that you'd find like cosplayed on the street. Just a dude in like a in in like just a metal bin going, "I'm Iron Man." No, you, you've gone insane. <laughs> um, but my absolute favorite has to be Captain America, whose Chinese name is Danai Duejiang. Uh, which translates as Captain Big Tits. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I mean, other than being my nickname at school, I don't know where... <laughs> how they've got that way. A, like, Did they call America Big Tits? Like, like, oh, well, we call that country Big Tits anyway, so he's no, Captain it's, of the Big Tits. they've used a different word for it, so the... Like the Chinese word for America just means the beautiful country, which is it is at least positive. They don't call it the land That's of the big nice tits. They really can't go into like you know like how North Korea's always go on about like the uh, evil American imperialists and all that. Hmm. How China can't really do that because it's hard to say like the evil ruinous beautiful country, which is definitely set on our destruction. Yeah, they're, they're quite complimentary about other other countries, at least name-wise. So mm. America's beautiful, uh, England is brave, um, fr- oh, fr- nice. France is just, I think, um, uh, Germany is regulatory. <laughs> that can't be true. Which is, which is fine, it's, it's, it's like the, the, the country of, of rule or laws. And then, then China, they've gone for the middle country, which... You would have thought they'd like big themselves up rather than just saying, "Well, we're in the middle of our map." Yeah. So I I don't know whether in the Chinese release Captain America has to wear some fairly extensive prosthetics to <laughs> to sort of fit his name. Pull it off. Yeah. 
But it's a lot less dramatic <laughs> than uh, Captain Big Tits to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if they in, the, in these films, you know, there's, there's so much sort of motion blur that can you see them jiggling anyway? True. Um, but I've got a bit of a quiz if you're interested, because poorly translated mm. films are nothing new. So I'll give you the mistranslated titles of well-known films. And you have yep. to tell me what film they are in English. Okay. Okay. So in China. So these are Chinese. So it's all from all over the world. So okay. In, okay. in China, what film came out as Superpower Dare Die Team? I'd like to say Suicide Squad. That would be be a much better title. Instead, it was Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What film came out as Six Naked Pigs? And it's not a top-shelf version of Babe. Yeah, I was going to say, I cannot think of a single film that vaguely relates to that. Well, it was The Full Monty, which sort of makes sense. <laughs> it's a bit insulting. <laughs> a, bit, a bit insulting, but um, nudity, I guess. Um, what, yeah. what about his powerful device makes him famous? I have no idea. It's not Doctor Who, it's Boogie Nights. Well, his powerful device being his, <laughs> his penis. His enormous prosthetic <laughs> penis, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in Japan... I was thinking I was, more mechanical, but you know, um, <laughs> when you said device, but no, I suppose that does make sense. Yeah, you know, there is a logic to it somewhere. What film in Japan came out as I'm drunk and you're a prostitute? <laughs> Lost in translation? <laughs> no, leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> no, right, you definitely won't get this one. What film is Mr. Cat Poop? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I have no idea. I was going to say Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> that would... That would you know, suggest some kind of logic. It was as good as it gets, the Jack Nicholson film. I've no idea why it came out that way. Um, I haven't seen that, but I can't imagine it has too much to do with cat poop. No, it's uh, it's fairly relevant as as far as I remember. What about uh, this This hitman is not as cold as he thought. Oh, I don't know, lucky number 11. No, Leon, which is... Oh, at least that sort of yeah sort of fits. All right, you might get this yeah. one. At least it involves a hitman. Yeah, you might get this one. What about he's a ghost? Please don't tell me it's the sixth sense. <laughs> yeah, they just give it away. <laughs> they just give it away on the title. <laughs> they just brought a film called He's a Ghost. <laughs> they should do that for all films to ruin them all on the title. Um. <laughs> Yeah, just um, yeah, just put your spoilers in the title, and then no one can complain. <laughs> it's just, just be like, should do that for like Fight Club, and just be like, he is Tyler Durden. <laughs> Split personality Fight Club. Um, all right, what about Excitement nineteen ninety five? Oh, did anything exciting happen in nineteen ninety five? Go on. I don't know why, but it's the Shawshank Redemption. Hmm. <laughs> Again, this. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the Shawshank Redemption, but uh, <laughs> excitement is not the way I'd describe it. It's not set in nineteen ninety five, did it? I don't think it came out in nineteen ninety five. No, I think I don't think it did. So I, I have no idea. Um, all right, you might get this one: uh, the young people who traverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses. That sounds kind of like Bill and Ted, although they don't. 
They don't suppose they don't transverse dimensions. Go on. It's the Matrix, which makes sense, but makes it sound uh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a... Yeah, that's a, a really a, shit a, way of describing the Matrix. Uncom. I'll just do a few more. American Virgin Man. American Pie? Yes. Well done. Nailed it. <laughs> and this is my favourite. Surely that should be Big Tits Virgin Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then this is my favourite... Um, please do not touch the old women. <laughs> Calendar girls. <laughs> no, that, that would make sense. But I don't know why, but that opened in Italy as the producers. <laughs> what? Actually, that is a minuscule part of the plot. Yeah, tiny. Absolutely tiny. Like, it's not... <laughs> like, the least relevant part of the plot. Oh, so yeah, so wow, that's like, what do you want to do if you want to release a film but not give apps? I don't know actually. I w- you do want to give away something about it, but the smallest part you can humanly think yeah. of. See, it falls into two dimensions. Either it's a, you know you give it all away, as in he's a ghost, or you give absolutely <laughs> nothing away. With please do not touch the old women. Yeah. Yeah, those are great. Um, so yeah, so that is my first topic. I enjoyed that. It tickled me. Okay, Chris, what's your second and final topic? I'm going to uh, ask you a uh, intimate question. Have you ever worried about naked photos of yourself ending up on Facebook? No. But only because I'm so repulsed by my own body that I'd never take a photo of it, even just a regular selfie. And I'm not on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Uh, Well, if you were worried about how to uh, stop your naked photos getting on Facebook, uh, Facebook security have the answer. Submit your naked photos to Facebook. Oh, God. Why why do people still trust Facebook? (laughs) Well, because, you know, they've not had any controversies in the last day. So, yeah. So, apparently, if you think, not even if you definitely know, but if you just suspect that somebody might be sharing your naked photos on Facebook, they want you to send yours in to them. They say, because they have some special technology which will... um, scan and match the photo so they can automatically delete it but it doesn't actually say it's a fully automated system so you are literally sent if you're worried about people seeing you naked you are literally sending naked pictures of yourself to a stranger which is a bit like seeing worrying that your house might be on fire so setting it on fire just to be sure yeah just to rule out any possibilities that it is in fact not on fire if I was in this meeting and someone proposes, here's the problem, right? Let's say, I think more guys have sent dick pics than any other uh, category, let's say. Yeah. Could you pick a picture <laughs> of your intimate area out of a lineup of, let's say, 10? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Because even if, even if it's fully automated, like... Oh, it's not. It says that it's a very small group of... About five specially trained reviewers. I mean, they're just going to get inundated with dick pics, surely. Yeah, <laughs> my favourite part is that it's about five. You know, just in case you want to call the mate into the room if there's a particularly good one or something. Like, 
It's just and, weird. But, but surely Facebook, you can't publish rude pictures anyway, or they get taken down fairly quickly, because it's so. going to be family-friendly. Yeah, you'd think so, but who knows. Because, cause, I mean, Facebook seems to just exclusively be for adverts, robots, and grandparents figuring out technology and not knowing what comments are. Yeah, that seems fair. But also, apparently, naked photos. Unwanted naked photos, specifically. I mean, that's the thing. I think that, you know, that the problem with it is is it's, you know, having to consent to something you don't want to consent to do because someone has done something that has broken your consent. Yeah. <laughs> is is the, you know, essential flaw in this. Yeah. It's, and given that Facebook, Facebook is... Yeah, exactly. They're hardly the most uh, innocent of... of no, oh, no, no, we'll, we, we, we'll just... Uh, look after your naked pictures that you've sent us willingly. Yeah, we definitely won't share this with the uh, Trump campaign. Yeah, or advertisers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be pretty ga- galling if you submit your naked pictures and then later see them in an advert <laughs> on the, like, the before photo of a weight loss <laughs> regime and think, hang on a minute, I recognise those jiggling curves. Well, I was going to say also, if you uh, got started getting targeted ads... We'd be like, hold on a second. Let's <laughs> just start again. Like, those, uh, grow your penis six inches. Yeah. Is your penis too big? <gasps> How did they know? <laughs> it, it's sort of troubling. Imagine going, going, you know, you travel back and Tim Berners Lee, you know, is setting up the internet and you say, you go back and, it, it, and you tell him about the future and he goes, so is, you know, does everyone use my invention to spread scientific discoveries and information? Well, yes. <laughs> do they use it to communicate in ways that, you know, the human race has never been able to do before? Yeah, I guess. Well, what else do they do? They, they send a giant corporation pictures of their penises to verify that it is, in fact, their penis. <laughs> oh, I think, I think I might want to not make the internet now. Yeah, I think that's for the best. <laughs> well, I was going to say, though, you not heard the British government's latest plans to, uh, well, supposedly to stop kids watching porn, but it seems to be just trying to ruin Everyone's everybody's fun. life <laughs> and make it as awkward as possible. They originally said that they're going to make you have to show some form of ID in order to log into porn websites. And it had to be either your bank details or a form of official ID like a driving license or passport. And then somebody pointed out that that's a fucking terrible idea because putting your bank details or passport onto a disreputable website is asking for trouble. Or even a reputable one. Yeah, exactly. After all the things that have gone on with internet security, plus the British government's not exactly uh, above spying on people, putting in all your details is asking for trouble. So obviously they went away and thought, you know what? That's probably a pretty bad idea. Uh, how can we make a better way whilst uh, you know still making this awkward? And they came up with going to the news agents to buy a porn code. <laughs> it sounds like a joke, <sighs> but that's yeah, genuinely I mean, somebody came up with the idea and then people went, yeah, that sounds pretty good. You know, people who are about to have a wank should uh, go down to the local news agents and ask them for a one-time use code. Yeah, you know, you're, you're there going, I, I, I think I might masturbate today. Hang on, yeah. let me just, you know, get my shoes on, walk down. Morning, Jim, morning. <laughs> You know, how's how's a family? Great, thanks. Can I have a, a one-use um, access code so I can view some, frankly, eye-watering <laughs> pornography, please? 
Of course he can. Do you want a pint of milk as well? You pervert. I mean, back in the good old days, websites would just come up and say, are you 18? And then you had to scroll down and everyone was on, you know, born 1st of January, 18 years ago. <laughs> the first available year. And the websites went, well, we've done all we can to verify this. And we're, we're as surprised as anyone that so many people were born on New Year's Day. But I understand the logic behind the proposal. The, the idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, st- stop, stop, stop kids, kids having access to, to hardcore oh. porn. Good yeah. idea. Yeah, good idea. Execution seems like they thought about it for about two minutes at best and then probably went back to watching porn, knowing <laughs> what the government's <laughs> yeah. like. Know what, what MPs tend to be like. I can imagine they, uh, yeah, they whipped open their laptops and were like, yeah, it's good enough for me. I mean, some of them barely looked up from the gangbang scene they were currently <laughs> watching to, to, to notice a meeting was going on. But I mean, maybe this is just a covert way of trying to revitalize the, you know, small, you know, locally owned news agent that in a society dominated by the big supermarket, you know, the big chains, the the Walmarts of this world. They're saying, no, you've got to get your grubby little wank pass (laughs) from from Enid, who's been running, you know, your local shop for 82 years. Far be it for me to suggest anything, you know, resembling common sense. But maybe, you know, let parents talk to their kids about the dangers of going on the internet and have sort of parental locks on their smart phones yeah no that would that would make some sort of vague sense but uh rather than say pop down to your local shop to to buy a half an hour streaming (laughs) i mean if we're calling it now if they end up calling it that as the official title we want (laughs) either royalties or no part of it (laughs) I don't know which. Depends how much money's involved, because I'm nothing if not shameless. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I fully agree. Um, if there's anything that we can make money on, then I have no issue putting my my name and face to it. We sign off on your wank pass. <laughs> I don't buy a Chris I'm... and Chris wank pass today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we talked about doing this podcast and we wanted to talk about art and history and... Did we? <laughs> Did we? I had, like, vague ideas that it would be slightly cerebral. All we do is talk about wanking or ancient Greeks and sodomy or pig semen or what well, bodily fluids in general. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I meant some more ashamed. <laughs> Yeah, take that pride out your voice. Yeah, <laughs> we're perverts. Hey, speak for yourself. I just, I just bring intellectual discussion down to a base level that everyone or no one can enjoy. Good lord, and it's it's still <laughs> still talking about it on a podcast is still a better idea than what the government's proposing or what Facebook's proposing. Exactly. It wouldn't be so bad if 90% of the internet wasn't porn. You'd think somebody would have thought about this properly. In a day and age when, you know, online banking still goes down, mm-hmm. you know, online wanking has stayed strong, <laughs> firm, <laughs> preapic, tumescent even. <laughs> yeah, that is... It's That story's made me slightly sad at the state of the world. Just that... <laughs> Our politicians have to sit around in a room and 
talk about a very serious issue of people of all ages have access to some, you know, this what kind of stuff. What else do you expect them to talk about? <laughs> As I'm sure you're aware, it's a very quiet time in Westminster these days with no major issues going on. Yeah, just, um, well, we've got a, got a free day. Should we um, try and find ways of making anything re- relating to sex an awkward and embarrassing uh, <laughs> event i mean long gone are the days when you just found sort of physical porn in the wood and that was why was it in the woods that's why i never got because that's where the porn fairies lived <laughs> i remember when i was a kid we made we had like a den in the you know forest that, you know i say a forest it was actually the uh, woods on a golf course <laughs> but for to our child minds, it was definitely in like deepest, darkest Fangorn forest. But yeah, and then just round uh, somewhere else in said small wood, there was always like just a stack of porn mags. It's like somebody had a subscription because it kept get we kept taking it and it kept getting restocked. And then the best thing is because we were kids, like I say, kid, but we were kids, but we were probably like eleven or twelve or something. So we were fascinated by it for about 10 minutes and then we realised it was flammable and then we <laughs> set it all on fire instead. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, a naked woman. I wonder if we could <laughs> knock this tree down. Could we set this all on fire? We can! Oh my god, we have a fire! So I, I don't know what we've learned, if well, anything. I think Probably we've nothing. learned that Facebook should not be trusted with your junk. Uh, the government can't be trusted with anybody's junk, <laughs> and that really everybody really is only barely responsible for their own junk. And porn burns. And porn burns well, but only when it's in magazine form. Internet porn probably does not burn quite so well. Burns into your soul, some of it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, your soul definitely burns when you die. That will not go down well with St. Peter at the pearly gates. Oh, come on, he's... He's got to be so bored on the gates of heaven <laughs> that he's got he's got a subscription to. I was about to say like, I know like horny cherubim, but then I realised they're the baby ones and that's no good. That would. Be I don't want to. I, I don't want to accuse him of anything. He's not a priest, for goddamn it. Yeah, sapphic seraphim, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, seraphim. I've exhausted my knowledge on angels, to be honest. Yeah, I can't remember much. Apart from that, Saint Michael's a badass, and Saint Paula had a beard. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, a miracle. She was called Saint Paul of the Bearded. I mean, uh, after the after the fact. Yeah. And uh, she prayed. To, she was beset with suitors and prayed to God to just be left alone from men. <laughs> Classic. Um. So uh, she grew a massive, disgusting beard. <laughs> <laughs> No men wanted to go anywhere near her. I love those stories about how some people became saints. Like, there's one in Winchester who, or he was like Bishop of Winchester or something, and then became a saint. Can't remember his name. <laughs> Vague history. Um, but his, <laughs> he became he, he became a saint because he dropped a basket of eggs and it didn't smash. I've done that at work, apart from the not smashing bit. Oh, well, that's it. If you smash, you're just a lowly uh, human. But if you uh, if they don't smash, then God Himself is clearly looking out for you. Yes, yeah, so saints really. Uh, it was a low bar back in the old days. Okay, Chris, please raise the bar with your final offering because we really need to finish on a at least not that incredible low note. Um, I can't promise anything. So for my second topic, I'm going to do something we've never done before on this podcast. Is it actually do comprehensive research and not just guess at the facts? No. 
Oh. Is it think about what I'm going to say instead of just winging it and hope to rely on my so-called natural charm? No. Is it to do a whole topic in Norwegian? Nay. It's to return to a topic we've actually already covered with a bit of an update. Ooh. I genuinely got really excited when you said, like, you <laughs> when you said something about researching it. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this will be good. <laughs> it's like, no. I was like, no. <laughs> It's bad enough that I'm disappointing you now, let alone (laughs) any listeners. So on the last episode, uh, we talked about the original folklore of uh, doppelgangers. And we sort of segued on on how to a lot of uh, modern adaptations based on old folk stories have, you know, for pretty obvious reasons, sort of sanitised endings where the originals were actually damn bleak. Last time, the only one I could remember off the top of my head was the Hunchback of Notre Dame, where in the Disney version, Quasimodo saves the heroine from execution, but in the original, he watches her get hanged, having been tricked into handing her over to the authorities, and breaks into a grave and starves to death. Classic children's fairy tale, you know, stuff there. So I thought what I'd do is I'd, because I couldn't remember at the time, I'd go and look up uh, other similarly uplifting films you enjoyed in your childhood that are based on fairy tales with really brutal endings because (laughs) that's a fun thing to talk about because fuck your childhood so have you seen the jungle book i have so you know how in the film mowgli gets taught to sing and dance by the animals and it's a fairly sort of happy disney sort of time Mm -hmm. well the original sees him slaughtering the inhabitants of the village with the elephants they just go on a rampage and kill everyone. And that's how it ends. That is pretty brutal. That's pretty blue- I did, brutal. I did think he was a bit of a psychopath, though. They were wolves, though. So <laughs> they're, they're pretty vicious. Yeah, but I mean, if you were raised by sloths, <laughs> would you turn out to be a psychopath? I don't think so. I think you'd just, just be chilled, yeah. In Pinocchio, little Johnny Pinocchio, as he's called, in the film becomes a real boy because he learns to be good and he, he doesn't tell any lies. In the original, he's just an unremitting dick to everyone. So it ends with a cat and a fox hanging him from a tree. <laughs> and, just the, and the last thing is they just watch him swinging on the breeze. So they lynch Pinocchio, effectively. <laughs> yeah, they just lynch him because he's a dick to everyone. That's it. There's no moral there. I suppose there is a moral. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick yeah, or wild animals will lynch you. But a better moral would be don't lynch people. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, he's annoying, but don't hang him by his neck. That's so extreme. In um, Hercules, one thing that they failed to mention is that, that instead of, you know, becoming a true hero and joining the gods in Olympus, uh, the gods drove him mad. A hero drove him mad, and he killed his wife and children. Oh, I did know that one, though. That is part of my vaguely remembered classic history. It's why I really like God of War, because even though it's obviously not, like, accurate to any of the um, actual myths and legends, it tonally really does actually fit in very well with, like, what they were originally like. (laughs) You know, people are like, oh, it's just a modern video game where they take these classic things and add loads of sex and death and violence and... Zeus being a dick. And it's like, nope, they were all there. That's that's all it's about. <laughs> yeah. Like Zeus Zeus being a dick in particular. It's like all Zeus does in the myths is tra- like trick mortal women into becoming impregnated by him. He does a lot of The way this one is where he disguises himself as a swan to trick a human into having sex with him, which raises a lot of questions about the woman. Yeah, like why did that work <laughs> yeah. rather than appear as like a rippling six pack? <laughs> Man, yeah, like 
Yeah, I'm not really interested. No, but swan. A sexy swan, you say. <laughs> yeah. You can turn me to foie gras. That's geese. Moving on. <laughs> uh, in real life, Pocahontas was kidnapped and sold into marriage, dying at the age of 22. Oh, ripe old age. That is depressing. <laughs> yeah. In the original story of Mulan, uh, she loses the war instead of winning it and is forced to marry an enemy Khan as a punishment for having defied the Mongols. She escapes and flees to her home to discover that her father has died and promptly commits like proper suicide, like full-scale suicide. suicide. I, I didn't know yeah, there the were whole, levels. There is. There's mild, spicy, mm, and then full. then... Um, proper proper suicide cheeky little ariel from the uh the mermaid documentary instead of living happily ever after with uh, prince eric instead lives in permanent agony having not read the small print of getting legs what was the small print that she'd have to live in agony oh okay i did i thought there was like a second cause <laughs> like you have legs but uh <laughs> you're constantly have gout or something <laughs> no no like like she thought she was signing up just to have legs uh, okay. but like Legs plus the, the trick was like her fishy bits ripped in two to form sort of legs, Ooh. and she's just constantly in agony. That doesn't sound fun. And because you know that's a bit of a downer, just being with someone who's just screaming in agony all the time. Uh, Prince Eric buggers off with some other woman, and Ariel drowns herself. Oh, but Disney. Yeah, that you cannot imagine Sebastian the crab singing about that. Yeah, it's very hard to, to have a sort of jointy sort of uh, calypso tune over over the top of that. Beast goes mad and devours Belle, which in neither version of the film they they touch on, preferring the whole sort of transformative power of love shtick. Yeah, I remember being a kid because I was a weird kid watching that and being really disappointed when he didn't do that. <laughs> It is sort of more logical. Um, yeah. So cl- clearly you were just in touch with the original story. Yeah, well, I always thought, you know, he had a pretty sweet deal. He was, like, badass, could, like, fight off wolves and stuff. Had a whole castle to himself with, like, furniture that moved and did all the hard work for him. I thought he had it pretty sweet. <laughs> what, well, and you wouldn't trade that for <laughs> true love? <laughs> No, I love you. Not. Yeah, but I can bench so much. Yeah. Look at the size of my biceps. <laughs> My furry biceps. Furry biceps and my my wardrobe (laughs) opens itself. In Snow White, the dwarves that seem so innocent, you know, and in the film they're all just, you know, sort of being cute and bashful and... Sleepy and dopey and... and Sleepy (laughs) and and doctoral. Yeah, yeah, but in the story they uh, end up uh, torturing the, the witch to death by making a dance in iron shoes over a fire. Oh, harsh. Which is neither bashful nor sleepy. <laughs> no. It's just cruel. It's just grumpy. It's all called cruel. <laughs> yeah, grumpy maybe. But, um, in Sleeping Beauty, um, Aurora gets sexually assaulted by the prince who then fucks right off and she's made to marry him anyway. That is, that is pretty... Da- like, true love's kiss is not the same as true love's sexual assault. That's the message we're going to leave <laughs> leave you with today. <laughs> Sexual assault it's, it's is a, not It's good. a hard one to bring up on a comedy podcast, but it, now that I've said it, I just want to reaffirm, sexual assault is not love. Um, and finally, Cinderella isn't quite all sparkly dresses and happy princes, because the sisters have to cut their toes off to be to put on the uh, slippers, and uh, they end up having their eyes gouged out by pigeons anyway. Sounds a bit Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, so that's sort of happily ever after. doesn't really exist in any of the stories that you oh. want it to believe in. Uh, I, I think the Disney versions are a bit nicer. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, may, some people might think it's censorship, but I think... 
if you're going to show these stories to uh, small children, maybe have happy endings. Yeah. Like, there's all the time in the world to learn about the horrors of war, and <laughs> particularly about the horrors of men. It seems to be the theme running through all of them. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, it all predates that, but, you know, the original ones do sound a bit like if Disney was written by the guys behind Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all for art being able to tackle tough subjects, just... Just not for kids, and not <laughs> like the Pinocchio one in particular is just so bleak. Like I, I know that I like the worst thing is a model to kids, though. Is literally like, don't lie, don't be a dick, or we will literally kill you. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you've got to worry about the origin of these stories. It's like you know, peasant children going, you know, going to to bed, and oh, read me a story, and it's like I can't read. Okay. <laughs> I'm an 18th century peasant. <laughs> I am a turnip. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so they can't read, so they're just winging it. (laughs) And little Johnny Pinocchio um, didn't learn his lesson and was just a bit of a dick to everyone. (laughs) So a cat with thumbs and a fox who helped hung him. Good night. (laughs) Oh, what am I meant to take away from that? Don't, don't, don't don't lie. (laughs) Don't be a dick. Eat your vegetables. What are vegetables? I like how the Little Mermaid one is like, don't trust lawyers and always read the small print. <laughs> yeah, read your term and conditions before. You know, so, so the, the, mod- the modern parable is don't send your nudes to Facebook <laughs> yeah. or they'll they'll trick you and, and make you... Send you in uh, to them again. <laughs> yeah, even nudier this time. I mean, at least there's like some sort of moral behind them, even if it's a bit twisted. Whereas the Quasimodo one seems to be like sometimes you try your best, but if you're a if you're a disabled cripple living in Notre Dame, it won't end well anyway, and you'll probably starve to death. Yeah, the moral is some people are too ugly for love. <laughs> it's like but good night. Nope, there is no but. There is only cruelty. Yeah. But maybe it's a redemptive arc. No, you yeah. must take what you think of is love and is actually just obsession and. Let it destroy you. Yes. Nighty night. <laughs> oh. I don't want to grow up. <laughs> well, tough. You're going to be five in six weeks. It's time to get on the plow. <laughs> yeah. You, you got your midlife crisis <laughs> next week. So, yeah. So, I, I know you said, can I end on a, on a high note? The answer is no. No. Just a deeply, deeply depressing note. We don't call it. Yeah, really, you're hitting the grief hard. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't call it cooking for, with grief for nothing. I mean, we did. We literally called it that we for no reason. absolutely did. Because it made us laugh. That's it. But, you know, we are, we do tackle grief quite a lot. Cooking less so. Yeah, so next week we're just going to bring four recipes yeah. and teach you how to make a lovely quiche infused with murder. So there we go. That was episode five of Cooking with Grief. All four of our topics done, two each. And as ever, there were a delightful uh, range from bleak to depressing to plain upsetting to mildly interesting, hopefully. I want to say I feel like I've learned something, but at the same time, I feel like I may have got a bit stupider. Well, I think what we've learned is what we all knew all along, but we were just trying to suppress, is that the world is a fundamentally broken place and we all just drifting through chaos. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. But that seems too negative of a thing to end on. So so what are some nice things about life? I like coffee. That's nice. Although it is gonna run out eventually, so that's that's depressing. Oh, you were so close. Um I like bird song, but it is essentially just them screaming 
in trees. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Although, have you ever... I woke up the other morning, uh, I was walking to... Is this a blue song? <laughs> no, I was just going to say, <laughs> I woke up the other morning, was walking to work, and you say bird song is bird screaming, but have you ever seen a load of crows staring at you and not making a sound at all? Because <laughs> that's a lot more disconcerting. Until one of them just opens its beak and in a, in a very deep human voice just says, Nevermore. I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> Instead, I, I was going to have the crows saying, I like big pots. <laughs> and it can't lie. That's what they always say about crows. They never lie. Yes, yeah, one no, for murder, never. two for joy, three for sorrow, four for big butts. So, yeah, so ho- hopefully we haven't. Uh, left you on too much of a down note I like to think we've at least got at least one listener to go (laughs) (laughs) not for me (laughs) (laughs) 8 seconds in (laughs) don't even finish the intro song just like cooking with grief what the fuck is this shit if you've enjoyed it hopefully you'll join us for the next episode same bat time same bat channel yeah so I've been Chris I've been a different Chris I've also been Chris and this has been cooking with grief Thank you for listening to this episode of Cooking with Grief. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to recommend it to a friend. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email cookingwithgrief at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter, that's at cookingwithgrief. If you'd like to hear more episodes, then please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you've got the time, then it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you.